Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. You've been stressed this week. Anybody in here been stressed? Huh? You've been stressed. Have you been stressed this week? You've been like watching polls. You've been um, watching uh, uh ballot counts to see who's going to get the victory, right? But I'm here to tell you today, we know who is victorious. We don't have to wonder, we don't have to have any uncertainty that Jesus is king. Jesus is on his throne. Jesus has been on his throne this entire time. He was on it pre-election. He was on it on Tuesday. He's on his throne right now, and he has Um, A word for you today. I do, since we've been going through this series on the 800-pound gorilla in the room, I want to address the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is the election. And so this will not be on your screen, but this this verse hit me on um, this week out of Ephesians chapter 4. Paul is writing a letter to the church in Ephesians. This is the church that he planted. He's a pastor, and he's got a, a pastor's heart. And he's writing to this church in in chapter 4. And listen to what he says, because I I, I honestly feel like, you know, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. It's amazing. It's amazing how much it it impacts us today. And so he says at verse 1 in chapter 4, Therefore I, a prisoner for the, the serving the Lord, or in some of your translations it says a slave, That's a pretty strong terminology. He says, I'm a slave to the Lord. He says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you, listen, you might just need to hear this today. For you have been called by God. God has called you for a purpose. And he says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another. Make allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And then I love this in verse 3. He says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Unity and peace take effort. It takes work. And this is our mission. This is our calling as a church is to make every effort for unity. So whether your candidate lost or whether your candidate won, Your job, the church wins or loses on how you treat one another. And so tonight, I just want to remind us of that, to make every effort. Freedom Church, we will lead. We get a chance to model this for not only our church and for the next generation, but for our world on what it is to disagree politically, but still have unity. You'd be like, I don't know how I could have unity with the other side. If they are brother and sister in Christ. If they call Jesus their Lord and Savior, that's enough. That's all we need. We are bonded by that. He says, for there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. He has it all in his hands. That's a very comforting thing, but it's also a challenging thing because I've seen some of you gloating and I've seen some of you pouting. 
And I want you to know that tonight, whether, whatever side you're on, you have a brother or sister in Christ. If you won, you have a brother and sister in Christ who is worried tonight. They're worried about the future. They don't know what's going to happen. And, and you can also just flip it around. If it was the other candidates, you know you would have other people who, who would be feeling the exact same way. And so I want to challenge you to do, make every effort. Maybe that's give somebody a phone call, shoot them an email, just to check in, not about politics, but about friendship and about relationship, to love one another in that. Paul wrote this. He wrote this to the church in Ephesus. And I want to, uh, th- that's not even my main passage today. My main passage is going to be out of Acts chapter 20. And I know for tonight, and as we move forward, the church, this church, it is not about a building. We are getting into a building again, and I'm excited, and I'm pumped for that. But the church has not, is not, never will be a building. The church is not about a pastor. Paul started that church, but it was not about him. It's all about Jesus But the church and its mission is made up through people. And it is going to, if we're going to be successful in this season, if we are going to um, lead in this city and lead in our world, we need each other. We, We need each other. We need you. So we've got to figure out how to do this and do it well and do it right. I see some of you guys commenting it's a little bit small on my, on my screen. Michelle, I see you say it's Jesus is king. That's right. Absolutely. Clyde, I see you. I see you saying amen. Amanda, I don't know what Colossians 3, 2 is. I don't have my, my address memorized, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I'm excited to be in a building, but I want you to know it takes teamwork. And so Paul, in Acts chapter 20, he's actually calling a team huddle. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And we're going to find out what he was on his way to Jerusalem for in a minute. But on his way, he makes a pit stop, and he's near Ephesus. He's also near the end of his life. And so these are his final words to his team, his church in Ephesus. Now, I don't plan on going anywhere. I don't have any plans. But if I die tomorrow, this church isn't about me. It can and should still survive. What we're going to read today is one of my life verses. And so to me, I want this to be our heart. When people, when people use words, and if they know it's kind of going to be their final words, then you know it's important. I love looking at Jesus' last words. These are Paul's final words to Ephesus, which means there's a lot of emphasis. And in fact, just a preview for next week and in the coming weeks, we're going to start a series called Words Matter. And each one of you, if you were here with us last year, Around Christmas time, we all dropped a word or a phrase in the bucket. And that's been your word for the year. Mine was embrace. And we're going to look at each one of your words. We're going to look at the word of God. And we're going to prep ourselves in this season to seek God and hear from him. Because we need a word from God. We can't, we can't have enough words from him. And all I'm going to say is we're going to seek him and seek one word. And we will continue on with that. Here, Paul is giving him final words. And it says, we landed in Miletus, and he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. So he's saying, hey, you you make this 30-mile trip to me. 
I don't have much time. And we don't have much time. So when they arrived, he declared, he said, you know, from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I've made every effort. I've endured the trials that have come to me from the plots of the Jews. It hasn't been uh, all rainbows and unicorns. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your home. See, we, le- we meet as a large group, but we need one another in community as well. And Paul started that in his church. And then he says, watch this, watch this. He says, again, this isn't on your screen. I've had one message for the Jews and Greeks alike. I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. My concern during this season, this crazy COVID season, this crazy election season, our message has been about who, can, what candidate we need to pick. Like we, could, we, we might praise Jesus, but our comments have been one message about who you need to select in the direction of our country. And those are important things. But this is not the most important thing for Paul. Rome was about to take him down. The Jews were about to take him down. He says, I've had one message, and it has nothing to do with politics. I've had one message. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus. The foundation of your faith. I want to give you some encouragement today. I want to give you some encouragement if wherever you're at in this crazy season, maybe it's not about election, maybe it's financial, Maybe it's not financial, maybe it's health concerns or or career, or maybe there's family and relationships. I don't know what your concern is. The foundation of our faith is not circumstantial. The foundation of our faith in Christianity is an empty grave. And if you guys want to get excited in here, we can get excited about an empty grave. You can get excited about an empty grave online. That's the foundation of our faith. And that's the message that Paul preached. And that message is what in the book of Acts, when it started, he said, you go and be my witnesses to Judea in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the world. That's your mission. That's our mission. He says, that's the message I've preached. And that gets me fired up, but that is not what gets me most fired up. It's the next three verses in chapter 22. Because he goes on and he says, Now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me there, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in every city, City after city, that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. If you want to underline that one in your Bible, if you want to highlight that one in your Bible, this is one of my life verses. And I want to break it down because there's words in here that matter. There's words in here that matter. And I want to highlight those to you today. And the first one, he just starts off, he says, and now, and now, today, right now, 
Some of you, you're, I, I've titled this message, I don't know. Because he says, I don't know what awaits me. How much money, put this in the comments, how much money would you have if you had a dime for every time you said, I don't know this year? I don't know. What's it going to look like next week when we come in? I, I don't know. I have an idea, but I don't know. When's this virus going to end? I don't know. When's school going to get done with hybrid and be back to normal? I don't know. I don't know. My son asked me this week, he, said, he heard yesterday, he heard the news that, that Biden got elected. So he goes, what's the new rules? <laughs> he, he's like, this guy makes the rules. What's the new rules? We said, I don't know. How, many, how much would you have if you said, I don't know? I'd be a billionaire. Yeah, Michelle, yeah, me too. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know about you, but being, having this uncertainty in life really makes me indecisive, for one. It can be paralyzing to not know and have this uncertainty that we're dealing with. I have just enough trouble in a regular season going to the store and trying to pick out ketchup. Is anybody with me? You got like all of these options, little, yeah, thank you, thank you, little ones, big ones, and I'm sitting there reading the like how much per ounce, but then it's not the same over here and here, and I'm trying to do all this math, it's like the matrix or whatever, and I, I, it makes me indecisive. But you know what I don't know also does with me as well? It gets me frustrated. Okay, it gets me angry. I, I don't want to say I got angry because I just like, you know, that puts it on me. I just like to say, well, I, I'm frustrated right now. I don't know makes me anxious. And anxiety levels start creeping up. I don't know makes me impatient and I start to lash out. In this season of I don't know, it has just risen to a whole new level. But a question I want to ask you is, pre-COVID, did you really know? Has anything really changed? I'm speaking to your inner control freak here that wants to be in control, but you need to know you were never in control in the first place. This is where your foundation is not in your circumstances, and you are not the one who mandates your circumstances. It's God who's in control, and that's the message. So he says, and now, right now, today, you can't always control your circumstances, but you can control your surrender right now. And so I can't handle, you know, my past is my past. Think about Paul. What was his past? He was a murderer. He, he chased down Christians, persecuted them, put them in jail, and saw some of them die and said, glory to God. And now he's trying to reach people for Jesus. He had enough past to say, well, maybe I shouldn't be the one up here on the stage. Maybe I can't quite do this. Maybe I can't step up to another level. I mean, if you just look at my past. No, he says, and now, right now, right now, you have an opportunity to take a next step. Right now, you have a, an opportunity to say yes. He says, I am bound by the Spirit, which means I'm compelled, I'm chained. Like, that doesn't sound like freedom, but he's like, I am so compelled. Deo numa. Deo, compelled, bound, chained, pneuma, spirit. I am bound by the spirit. I've got to go. 
you have an opportunity, even if you're not bound by the Spirit right now, you're like, I don't, I'm about ready to get Pentecostal in here. Yeah, I don't know what God wants me to do. You have an opportunity to say yes before he even tells you what to do. You get your heart in position to say yes. And so he says, right now, right now and now, I am bound by the Spirit. I have to do this. This is like when you walk into Smith's and some of you, you are bound to go to that Clarence shelf. You know the one I'm talking to do. It doesn't matter if you're going in there just for some bananas or just for some milk. What? You're like, I got to go. I got to go all the way over to that back corner to that Clarence aisle because you, ne you never know. There might be some micro. Yeah, there's some people waving here. Some, some microwavable mac and cheese on sale for like 25 cents or something or a dinner can of black beans that I got to get. Right. He's compelled. He's got to go. And I'm going to tell you something. When you spend time with Jesus, when you spend time with Jesus, you will have Deo Numa moments all the time. My concern as a pastor, and I say this more as a, as a pointing a finger at myself, we've, we've stopped our normal, we've stopped our normal routines, but our busyness levels have not slowed down. You've had more opportunity to spend time with Jesus, but have you? When you spend time with Jesus, just quality time, it could be five minutes of quality time, but you do that consistently, you will have Deo Numa moments. And sometimes the question is, I don't know what to do now, God. I don't know what to do. Stephen Castell, I'm going to keep picking on him because he, he, he preached a sermon uh, uh, freedom speaks this past summer he said ask better questions because sometimes when we don't know what to do now you know what 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 god what he does think about think about the boy with five loaves and two fish we don't have enough people to feed five thousand people we can't do this we can't work we can't earn it moses he's going on and he's saying hey i can't lead the 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 people out of slavery what am i going to do now he says what's in your hand staff what's in your hand i got five loaves and two fish that's enough when you're concerned about what what do i do now what do you have now you have something now you have a gift now you have a resource now you have a word of encouragement now you have something now sometimes we just need to ask better questions what do i have now and let god speak into your lives and now I am bound by the Spirit to go. This is action-oriented to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me. I don't know. Uncertainty abounds. This is faith. I don't know. I'm, I'm being told to take a next step, but I don't know what is on the other side of, next step, of the next step. That is faith. He made a declaration in his heart to say, I'm going to obey. I can obey now. If you're not living with a little bit of uncertainty in your life, then you're probably not living with much faith in your life. If you wait until you have all the how, when, why, where, what, God, you will be waiting a long time to see God's in the fruit of God working in your life. You got to take a step of faith. I don't know what awaits me. 
Trust is not knowing explanations. Trust in God and faith in God is believing he's in control of what's ahead, no matter what. Deo Numa. That's all I need to take a next step. I've got a word from God. I have a next step, and that's all I need to take. Psalm 119, 105 says this, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And that has not changed. It's not a spotlight. It is a lamp that shows you one or two steps in front of you. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. Obstacles. Obstacles. And this right here, this right here is what, where you put the rubber to the road. This is where you go from like um, rookie level on Madden to like expert level on Madden. You're like, you're gearing up. You are a world changer when you are able to step through on faith and look at these obstacles in their face. And he was afraid, but say, I'm going to go ahead and go through. There will be obstacles in, in your way. And in fact, a lot of us, we believe this myth that if there is an obstacle standing in your way to dice, that that must mean that God's not in it. And I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you that that is not the truth whatsoever. That it may just be that you are on the right path. If you joined us in our coronavirus um, when we first started, we went through Ephesians chapter 6 and we looked at the armor of God. Does anybody remember when we took up the shield of faith? Can anyone tell me what came after that? Fiery arrows. You took a step of faith and here come the fiery arrows. Who is the enemy going to attack? Who is the enemy going to come after? The person who's standing still, who's shrieking back saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm out. Who's he going to come after? It is the ones who are advancing and taking territory. So you might be looking to take a step of faith and facing some obstacles tonight. And I want to tell you that just because you're facing an obstacle, it may just mean, it may just mean that you are headed right on the path that you're needed to go on. And this is where God gets to show off. Because the circumstances seem stacked against you right now. But this is where God can do immeasurably more than you can think or imagine. So he says, jail and suffering lie ahead, but my life, put that in the comments, my life, my life, my life is worth nothing to me. So in some translations he says, but I consider, he's like an accountant, he's given a picture of an, an accountant here, someone who has done the math, who looks it all up and he says, you know what, all of these things, they don't add up. All of this success, all of this money, all of these likes, all of these political wins, whatever you want to put in there, it will not satisfy. Because Paul had it all. He went through his list in Philippians and said, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I got you beat, I got you beat, I got you beat, I got you beat, but it is worth nothing to me. This, this opportunity for Christianity... This is where you level up. This is why it's a life verse. He says, my life is worth nothing to me. This is not a, well, I'll believe in the gospel enough to benefit, benefit from it. Or I'll believe in the gospel enough to just, I'll contribute comfortably. 
the image that he's putting in here is saying, no, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his death. I believe in his resurrection. I believe the gospel has power. That I'm going to give everything within me to this, to this mission. Because this is what life is about. A relationship with God. And it is our mission to go and tell other people about him. And so he's saying, my life is worth nothing to me. I'm a slave in this. I'm a slave unless I use it for finishing the work. He gives the picture of, a, of a, an athlete running the race. Unless I finish the race, my course, put that in the comments, my course. You have a path, you have a course that God wants you to take a next step on. He says, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the course that God has for my life. And we already heard him say, you're called. You are called by God. You have a purpose in this life. And, and you can look at your past all you want. You can be afraid of your future for all you want. But now, but now God wants you to take a next step. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord. You can put in the comments, my assignment, my life, my, my course. I have a course and now I have an assignment. I've been given an assignment. The picture, he gave us a picture of an accountant. He gave us a picture of a, of a, an athlete, a racer, and now the picture is a steward, a manager. That what you have been given, you have been assigned this course by God, you are now a manager of that. He, he, is, the, he is the Lord, he is the king, he is the boss, he's the savior. You are the CEO. And, and you get to manage that account. And you have been given that assignment. And he says, I consider my life worth nothing to me unless I finish the work that God has given me. And you want to take a guess as to what that assignment was? It hasn't changed. From beginning to end, it's about getting this message from Genesis 1, getting this message about how God loves you and how he wants a relationship with you and getting this message out to other people who he desperately loves and wants a relationship with as well. And Jesus reiterated that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when he says, go and be my witnesses, testify and tell others. He says, unless I finish it using the, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, here it is, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Our job our assignment, it's going to look different. I mean, your assignment is going to look different from mine, but the goal is the same. No matter where you are, no matter what circumstance you're in, you are to be a light. You are to be salt of this earth. You are to share the good news about the grace of God. And again, I'm going to hit on the political stuff because that's what we're, we're talking about right now. So much of us, we have been filling up, not on the good news in this season, We've been filling up on breaking news. It has been, what's the breaking news? I need to know what the breaking news is. And it's broken news. 
We have been filling up with brokenness. And why do we think when we fill ourselves up with brokenness, I'm, I'm all fine for checking headlines and staying up to date and staying informed. Don't get me wrong. But when we fill ourselves up with breaking news and we fill ourselves up with social news feeds, is it any wonder that our anxiety is through the roof? Is it any wonder that we don't know where to go or what next step to take? He says, hey, tell them good news. We've got good news in a world that has breaking news and broken news that is crumbling. They, they don't know which way to go. You have it. You have the mystery in your hand to be a light, to be a salt, to, to love people and love Los Alamos. I want us to focus on good news in this season. I'm not naive. These are very serious matters. But it will not feed my soul. It's not going to, to dictate who I am. Because who I am, and that's where a lot of you are wrestling right now. I don't know who I am. Because when I look at my past, I don't, I don't deserve grace. I don't deserve good news. When I look at me right now, and now, right now, I'm not happy with myself. How could God be happy with me? When I look at my future, it's so uncertain. I want you to understand this. I want you to see this. I want you to see that it, grace, it is God's grace. You cannot earn it. Who, I don't know who I am. You are God's child. There is hope for you today. There is victory for you today. There is purpose for you today. That if you would receive that assignment and receive that gift of grace today, church, we have the best is yet to come. There is so much more in store for you. Don't give in to this world of worry when we have good news and Paul knew this Paul knew this and one of my favorite things to say as we close this out everyone everyone has a name everyone in this room and every person who is online you have a name you have a story and every story matters tremendously to God and if you would place that right now in his hands he would love to take that. Whatever you think is not enough is more than enough in his hands. If you would take that worry that's in your hands, that's in your soul, if you would take that uncertainty and place it into his hands and say, I trust you. I don't know what's ahead. But I trust whatever it is, God, you can turn it into good. You can take what was meant for evil and turn it into good. Paul his name was Saul. It wasn't even Paul. It used to be Saul. And then when he gave his life to Christ, he went to Paul and made it a Gentile name so he could reach other people. He had a story. He was a Pharisee, arrested, murderer. He went door to door to jail people, and now he's going door to door to people's houses to tell them about Jesus. Paul's story mattered to God. It was all a setup. When it was all said and done, God was setting him up for something great. And that's the same for us. He'll take the worst in us and use it for something that's great. God knows your name. He knows your story. And your story matters 
to God. Why do I love this passage of scripture so much? Why is it a life verse for me? I'll give you one word. Freedom. This man was free. He was bound by the spirit, but he was free. He was free to do what God had called him to do. And that's what I want for you. When you don't know, there is freedom to be found. You have purpose today. Let this word encourage you by the grace of God that you have freedom. And I want that for you, whether you've been a lifelong Christian or if you've never given your life to Christ, there is freedom to be found. Words matter. Words matter. The words you say, the words you think and speak to yourself. And I hope today this has really resonated to what you speak to yourself. Because I know for myself, I don't speak the nicest things to myself. In this COVID season, when I'm all by myself, it can get pretty dark pretty fast. Get in the word. Get the good news. Get a Deo Numa. Hear from God. And then go take that next step of faith and just see what he'll do on the other side. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity of what lies ahead. We don't know what lies ahead, but we know if we unite together, the world will know you. We know if we take a next step of faith, circumstances don't matter. We're su success is in taking that step of faith. Success is found in obedience. So, Father, I pray right now that you would speak directly to people's hearts and their souls. Maybe they need to help someone. Maybe they need to join a connect group. Maybe they need to get baptized. Maybe they need to write a book. Maybe they need to start a ministry. I don't know. Whatever that is, may they be free, unleashed to live out their calling in life that you have for them, their, 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 their course, their assignment. I pray that if their circumstances are out of control, that they would control the one thing they have, and that's surrender. And so with, with that right here, right now, whether you're in the room or you're with me online right here, right now, and God's speaking to your heart, and you want to receive that grace, Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for your sin. He rose from the dead. He conquered death. And, and because of that, because of your belief in him, you turn from your sin, that one message, hey, I'm not going to live my way anymore. I'm going to live for Jesus. He's the Lord of my life. You can, that's it. You receive it. You don't have to earn it. Jesus already did it. It's called grace. And it's a beautiful gift from God. And he wants you to receive it. If that's you today, pray this prayer with me. And everybody in this room, we're going to ask that you would repeat it along with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. But today I ask you to forgive me for all my sin. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. And in the best way I know how, I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you for saving me. Amen and amen, amen. If that's you today, I'm gonna, I want to encourage you right now to put in uh, I receive Jesus in the comments, and we would love to follow up with you. For everybody in the room, let's give Jesus a, a round of ovation for what he's doing in our lives right now.
even though we can't see it. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to turn it back over to the crew, but before we do, I cannot, I cannot wait to see you next week here. If you're going to stay online, listen, I can't wait to see you online. Our doors will be open whenever you are comfortable, so there's no shame in any of that. I love worshiping with you, Freedom. Thank you guys so much, and we're going to turn it back over to the, the welcome crew. We'll see you guys online in just a little bit. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.